You're now listening to Yoga Bliss with Shelly. Welcome, my friends. I am doing a very special thing. I am sharing one of my books with you. And if you've already been tuning in, thank you so much for your support. And if this is your first listen, there is chapter one and chapter two already available of Juniper Bloom Wishing Wands, my friends. Allow yourself to get cozy, take a few deep cleansing breaths, and let's dive in, my friends. Here we go. Juniper Bloom Wishing Wands, Chapter 3, The Spectrum. Here's the story. I don't know much about autism, only it's called a spectrum, and there are different ways it is in people. I think a spectrum is like a field of wildflowers. When you look across, you can see all different shapes and colors. Some smell good and others smell terrible. When you close your eyes, you can feel how they feel. Some are bright and beautiful and some hide in the shade. Some drink lots of water, others don't need much at all. Some are straight and some are curved, some are soft and some are even prickly. The field is bigger than my eyes can see. Inside of the field, thinking thoughts don't matter. What's inside of our hearts is what makes us special. My body is N-O-T shaky, like Dr. Liz said. I call it wiggly, like my hair. It only happens when things make me feel out of control. At first, I got super sad when Mama and Dad told me about my learning disabilities and special needs and that I was on this thing called the spectrum. I got afraid my friends wouldn't be my friends anymore if they knew. And then I felt a cozy wave wash over my body. It helps me better understand why I can never catch up with writing and in math class and how I can only read level one when everyone else is in level three or four. My inner bully calls me a dummy and says I am the stupidest and weirdest one ever. I try to remember my songs mama taught me, only it doesn't always work that way. Sometimes my inner bully makes me cry and I feel frozen in time and nothing helps. I have a special teacher, Mrs. Abby, and she has a daughter. Her name is Maya. She is really special. Maya is on the spectrum different than me. She can't go to the bathroom or talk much, and she is 13. I know it makes her mad. That's why she hits people. Even the ones who help her and love her the most. I would be angry too, Maya. I understand you. Maya has a hard time and can't eat food or swallow, but it's super cool because she is part robot. It helps feed her body through her belly button And she keeps healthy, healthy, and it makes her super cool, too. It makes my heart feel sad for her, and I send her lots of love. She has a hard time sleeping like me. We have that in common, but we are mostly different and on the same spectrum. I take a breath and know she has a unique life. I know she is a guardian angel. Being on the spectrum is different for lots of us. I give love to everyone and am grateful for my words and grateful to be different like lots of my friends. You know what I've learned? 
Sometimes I can be okay with how I am. Juniper, I love you just how you are. I tell my heart and hope it listens. It's okay. Everyone makes mistakes, especially you. The more mistakier, the better, I say. Whenever I feel bad about things for long times, I get pukey tummy aches. My head throbs like my heart is going to explode in my ears and my eyes tick tick back and forth and I can't stop the fire from growing inside of my throat and shooting into my body. Mama taught me this thing called forgiveness. At first I thought, who is this lady kidding? I can't forgive myself. She is really wacko bananas sometimes, you know. But then I felt it in all the feelings and thinking thoughts don't matter as much anymore. And that's when I feel light and fluffy like air. Like my fire is all burned out. Forgiveness is when you stop being mean to yourself for all the bad stuff you say and do. It's when you tell your inner bully, no more. I don't believe you. You are a liar. And sometimes it's when you forgive your brothers when they pull your hair and scribble permanent marker all over your favorite sheets because they think it's fun. Stinky fart nuggets, I tell you. I hate that when people think things are funny, but they really hurt other people's feelings. I learned saying my angry, mad, angry words pushed together only makes me feel more twitchy and fiery. That's when karma gets me and I whack my head, stub my toe or trip and fall. The karma is always watching, you know. It's the thing that happens in goodness and badness, sadness, weirdness, and all of the nesses. It even happens in my thinking thoughts. I know this is true because when I do forgive my brothers and myself for ruining everything, good, happy, sunshining days come. I can dance and spin how I do and hula hoop and laugh and smile. I forget all about the badness and my special needs when I remember to forgive. I am grateful for your karma and I am grateful for your forgiveness when I remember to do it, of course. But then it actually happened because when I can forgive myself for all of the bad stuff I say and do, I feel free and floaty and it feels like the elephant sitting on my chest decides to go for a walk for a while. Wow, that feels way better. Hooray for forgiveness. You know what I have learned. How to be grateful for what we have. I used to always get angry and want to be like all of the other kids. I would get mad because I wished I could just read a chapter book how they do, or if I could minus in a blink or add, or for Pete's sakes divide people, only I can't do it like them. All that did was make me so angry, a sad, angry word smush. Yes, I am different. Yes, I am special. Yes, I am grateful for my healthy body. I am grateful for my thinking mind. I am grateful for hugs. I am grateful for morning snuggles. I am grateful for hot tea that tastes delicious. My favorite is peppermint and sometimes chai with swirls of honey, of course. I am grateful for my mama and dad. I am grateful for my warm and cozy bed. 
I am grateful for my doggies, Ellie and Biddy Bia. I am grateful for my farty brothers. I am grateful for all of my aunties, cousins, and uncles, and all of the animals. I am grateful for the sky, the sun, the mountains, who make me so happy. I am grateful for the clouds who fluff and let me play fun games when no one else is paying attention to me. When I feel sangry, I look at a tree and listen to the birds. I walk outside barefoot and lay down on the earth and feel better. I am grateful for me. I love myself even when my inner bully tells me to hate myself. I mean, hey myself, right? Dr. Liz is my friend. I got to play games with her and jump up and down and hop and spin my favorite. Oh yes, and we got to play a game of my choice. It was charades. Because after New Year's, my grandma and pop pop came to visit and mom's mom played charades with us. It's when you pretend to be something you are not. Also, it was hilarious in Frozen 2 when Olaf pretended to be Elsa in charades. I laughed a real good one at that. And then Dr. Liz made me read and write and tried to do math. Only my eyes got twitchy. My body got hot and sweaty, how it does. And then my head wanted to explode when Dr. Liz asked me all kinds of weirdo questions. Some of them I didn't want to answer. Or did I know what to say to the lady? It was fun at first, but I was there all day. And it wasn't as fun as mom said it was going to be. I think Dr. Liz is a psychology. Uh, it's kind of a kid's doctor. Hmm... I'm not sure what that is. Who knows anyways? Not me. I shrug my shoulders and wonder as I bite my lip with the help of my braces. We got to close the curtains and play with lights and loud sounds and my favorite stretchy fabric. Dr. Liz must know I love weighted blankets because she had one for me. I hate, I hated when I had to touch my hands to the opposite toes because my mind scrambles up what right and left means. And I tried my best when Dr. Liz gave me some scissors. Only it made me want to rip my hair out of my head and poke my eyeballs out. Just to let you know, I didn't do that though. Sometimes I feel kind of weird, but I'm a-okay with it. I believe everyone is weird in their own way. Why not be authentic like yourself instead of pretending to be someone you are not? Authentic is the real you, not the one everyone thinks and wants you to be. It's the part of you... You don't have to try and be. It's easy peasy lemon squeezy to be how you are. The best part about Dr. Liz is not only is she one of the smartest people I know, but the icing on the cake is she loves camping like me. One time she told me all about her first bear encounter. <sighs> Luckily for her, she was prepared with a can of bear spray. The bear came right for her and she sprayed him directly in the face. The bear wailed and groaned while she escaped with no injuries, which is rare. Because bears are Ferengi creatures after all. Remember my word smush? Fierce and angry smush together. Let me tell you, I was trembling for hours after that story. 
I really thought there was an earthquake, but since no earthquake has happened in Colorado in pretty much forever, I was wrong about that one. What's even more interesting about me is no one knows where all of my special needs come from. Not even Dr. Liz. And she went to school forever and ever. I thought doctors were supposed to know everything about everything, especially doctors who are brain ones. I mean, all of that school and for what? Most of her life was in school, yuck. As great as school is, she still doesn't know everything in the world. There are some things that just aren't in books, like me. And with no trace of anyone in my family like me, I am a gift, a gem, a treasure at the bottom of the ocean, a real life family jewel. Well, that's what dad likes to say anyways. I'm one of those unsolved mysteries. So I guess that makes me mysterious then. But being mysterious doesn't, isn't so bad. Because me being different kind of go together like meatloaf and mashed potatoes, but not the kind with ketchup. The kind with extra brown gravy drenched all over the tops. Delicious and juicy and a little jiggly too, but definitely edible. A girl just gets used to how she is, I guess. Kind of like when my family got our first fish tank. The motor was so loud I could barely hear myself think. I almost felt like I was going crazy and my own head would explode. And then one day the motor died and so did most of the fish in the tank. Sad, sad day. After it happened, I cried a lot and said a wish for each of the fish's souls and hoped their next life would be better. And then it was almost like I couldn't stop thinking without the sounds. I was so used to its calming bubbles and I didn't even realize how much my body liked it. I couldn't get back on track until dad fixed the tank and replaced our fishies. New souls for us to love. Mama told me all about my disabilities. I don't understand it all. And she told me it doesn't change who I am. They just helped my special needs teachers help me better in school. I sure have a lot of those teachers. There's my special speech teacher who isn't so much my fave. She helps me read and write. And then there's Mrs. Abby. Remember her daughter, Maya? Mrs. Abby is my favorite. She lets me swing on my tummy and play puzzles all at the same time. Oh yes, and Mrs. Ferguson who helps me read and slow down math and write when my brain wants to explode. When all of my classmates are chatting through work, ah, I am me and I am like this most days and it's okay. There are these words called synonyms that I learned, but they're not to be confused with cinnamon. They're totally different. P.S. Cinnamon is my fave spice ever made. Well, we actually call it love in my house because that is the exact flavor love would be if it was put into a bottle. One is edible and one is not. That means if you can eat it or not. P.S. These synonyms are words that mean exactly or almost the same as another word in our language. As another word in our language. 
On our family device, there's this thing that will read words for me because of my scramble from dyslexia. So I can understand what I see. It's super helpful. On the Google, the computer word reader, I think it's called a dictionary. It told me all about what tremors are. I had them more when I was a little. Mama says I was always dancing. I sure was sweet and cute as and cute. And the bigger I get, the less they happen. It's pretty cool I'm growing out of them. That's what Dr. Liz says. The lady on the computer's voice told me that tremors are trembling, shaking, but mine don't really do that. Quivers, twitching, quacker, quacker? Maybe it was a quaver. Quaver. Yeah, I think that was it. Which is also one of the coolest words ever. A quake and also a thing called a palpitation. It's something that our hearts do. It's like how they beat. Um, most of those, they sound right for me. Dad told me all about a famous boxer who had the tremors. Remember Ali, the great boxer guy? He was the one who got famous for saying, float like a butterfly and sting like a bee. His real name was Muhammad Ali. This guy always told people he was the greatest and mostly he believed himself. And guess what? He really was the greatest, the greatest boxer guy there is. There was, I should say. I think he is going to get to go to a new planet in his next life. Remember that planet where there's only love and peace and no hay exists? I think he might get to go there, but maybe he might get a chance to be a baby again. Mama said people like the Ali inspire us to be better. And Mama keeps helping me sing my song. And as annoying as it is, it keeps playing in my head over and over. I love myself. I love myself. I approve of myself. I approve of myself. I am free to be me. Dee, 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 dee. Because if you keep telling yourself something over and over, it eventually comes true. That goes for the bad stuff I say about myself too. The best part about that guy is mama dedicated a book to me. She read it to me a million times, I tell you. I flip through the book of my mind and words float to the top. To my sweet June bug, may you always awaken your inner butterfly and sting freely as a wild bee, which in my world practically makes me a famous writer. Well, maybe an almost one anyways, since my words are more like pictures with scrambled words anyways, which is almost as good as the real thing because I am on my way to becoming a famous one one day, a writer that is. I just know it. I can feel it. When I imagine a story, it's one of the only things that makes me calm. There's nothing in the world like it. No medicines, no shots, no scanning machines, 
No pills, no green juices, no beet salad, no seaweed or celery juice, no tests, no nothing. Just my heart holding a story and saying it to my voice recorder or mama writing my words or letting my pen free on a picture on a fresh page. Every summer I beg and beg to go camping and every summer mama comes up with some lame excuse. When I was four is when dad started telling me all about camping and its amazingness. So of course I did the next natural thing and asked mama if we could go. Mama, can we please go camping? I asked my sweetest and batted my four-year-old eyelashes at her. Not this year, Junebug. Nanny is coming to town. She is 84, honey, and I don't think her body would be up for sleeping on rocks. Also, it wouldn't be fair for your little brother, with him being afraid of his own shadow. Lamey, lame, McLamerson. The next summer... When I got the nerve up to ask again, I was five. Uh, Mama, please, can we go camping? I really, really want to go. It's all I can dream about. I asked with every inch of my heart. Not this year, sweetie. Dr. Summers wants to run those tests on you. We are going to be in and out of the children's hospital and at the Center for Children with Special Needs for the rest of the summer. Between therapy and testing... We don't have the time. On top of that, my new book is being published and I have to get all of my edits done so we can release on time. I have a deadline here, Junebug. She stomped on me, my dreams and my glowing heart. The lamest of all lame moments in the history of my life. Mostly because of the weeks upon weeks of testing. Until I went cross-eyed trying to read wavy lines and weird questions about myself. It made my eyes flicker back and forth and gave me an anxious tummy and an instant headache. Ouch. The clicking light, shining machines, and computers with jumbled letters and numbers were weird things. And the things in all of my gallons and gallons of blood? I wanted to scream and pull out my hair. Only I didn't. My inner bully called me a dummy, and then I just hid inside like I do. Well... I did scratch my armor real good one that time. What was it for anyways? A big fat nothing, I tell you. I missed out on a summer of fun and camping was a long lost friend. If I'm being honest here, which I like to be. I know my body, I have special needs. Some days are good, some are bad. I am a person just like you. My heart beats, my eyes blink, I swallow spit and feel lots of feelings. And my thoughts race like a crazy house. I get lots of growing pains that make me cry. Most nights it's hard to fall asleep. And even if I do, sometimes I wake up and creep into mom and dad's room and feel scared. I would rather eat bread than veggies and ice cream over candy for sure. Blah, bleak, blah. Again, I'm different, who cares? Leave me alone, people. When I was six, I was catching a drift. And the drift was how mama doesn't really like to go camping herself. She would much rather be reading, writing, painting, or yoga-ing. Sometimes she needs to loosen up and take a day off, if you ask me. 
It's like this entire time, she's been afraid of camping. And how would she even know if she likes it or not, seeing as how she hasn't even been since before me and both of my little brothers were born, which was like a million years ago. So that was the year I smartened up. I waited until I noticed her in a rather unusual cherry mood. You know those really happy moods parents get in when they are happy out of the blue and they sing and dance around as sweet as a cherry pie? Because her latest book was finally published and sitting like a shining star on top of the fireplace in between her other six. Under the spotlight of recessed can lights dad installed when we had this house built two years ago. That book was a sequel, the third of her series, and it was the thickest. The other three she wrote and illustrated were picture books. <sighs> Even though I am angry, ferociously angry like those bears about her not letting me go camping, sometimes I want to punch and scratch her, or sometimes I do it to myself or rub my body across the carpet. Well, as much as I get mad at her, my mom is still the best writer I know. Her latest book was flying off the shelves and the stores couldn't keep it stocked. That meant people really liked it. So I knew that day was the best to ask about camping because I blew seven balls of fluffy, puffy thingies into the air. I had dream after dream and I was camping all right. I wished and hoped with all of my heart I just knew what was going to happen. I could already smell the campfire and taste the gooey marshmallows burnt on the stick. And I wouldn't even mind if I burnt my tongue a little. Only she let me down again. Like all of my wishes and dreams were at SBD. Silent but deadly fart. A poof of nothingness air with a stinky smell left over. Mama was the one who told me. When all, when you wish on the old dandelions who turn into wishing wands, your wishes come true. Plus she told me when you dream, it means something. But that time wishing and dreaming didn't work. It was Groundhog Day all over. I think it's a rodent who does the same thing in a cute kind of way. I sure would love one of those groundhogs one day. They are cutie patooties. Mm. I would dress her up in doll clothes and feed her my leftover veggies. It would be a win-win for everyone. That's when I knew wishing and dreaming just wasn't enough. Junebug, with Huey being a few months old, I don't think the woods is any place for a baby. Plus, my literary agent is breathing down my neck to get the first chapters of my next book to her. I only have two months, honey. The timing is not right. I'm sorry. Please understand. Next year will be better, I promise. Like she was the only person in our family. I guess I was off the radar with a new, less special version of me. Behind my back, she told dad I wasn't ready for camping. She actually said she was afraid I would hurt myself. Books, babies, and yoga are an easier excuse than taking a girl camping anyways. I felt seasick for the rest of the summer after that. Like I was a special needs case, a girl on the spectrum, which mom always told me I wasn't. Then why did she treat me like one year after year? When I was seven, my wishes finally came true. 
maybe those 467 wishing wands weren't a farce. Or was it 79? Who knows anyways? Mmm, not me. Maybe every single one of them finally paid off. Or they didn't. The good news was mom agreed to go. She was out of excuses. Hugo was one, no one was in town, and my little brother Milo loved his own shadow. Her edits were done and her writing was all caught up. Finally, we were going to do it for real. We were going camping. My dreams were coming true for really reals this time. Everything was set. We were packed and we were going to rough it in the woods. Shortly after, my thrills were crashed when my baby brother Huey ruined everything. Because all he did was cry and cry and cry the longest car ride to the mountains. And when we got out of the car, the mountain air was filled with more annoying one-year-old cries. It was almost like he thought the mountains were going to eat him alive or something. I don't understand. What is there to cry about? You are small and nursed. Plus, you are always snuggled and everyone goos over you. There are only supposed to be coos. No cries, baby brother. What a little fart. And then my crashes turned into a hurricane, a tropical ocean storm destroying everything in its path. When Mama forced us to pack up and head home before we even strung the poles through our never-been-used tent. Summer's here, and I won't give up until I get to go. And I don't even care if it's just me and Dad. I am going camping for Pete's sakes. You might want to hold on to your hat, because I wouldn't have believed it if this weren't actually happening right this very minute. Okay, if you aren't wearing a hat, it's perfectly acceptable for you to hold on to your hair. But please, no ripping. That is painful, believe me. I went through a phase and it leaves, all it does is leave you with baldy patches and a fuzzy yuck and a throbbing headache. No thank you, friends. Thank you so much for listening, my friends, and keep your ears peeled because chapter four, Wishing on a Ball of Fluff is coming soon. I appreciate you so much. If you love this, please head over to iTunes and leave the Yoga Bliss with Shelly podcast a five-star review. And please share this. Share it. Thank you. I love you. And I send you a warm hug, my friends. Bye-bye.